When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Muniker. Akiva, the world has seen so many horrific tragedies over the last several weeks, but yesterday, the, the greatest one occurred when uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins injured his Achilles and is out for the year. <laughs> and now I'm like you. My, my, my quarterback doesn't have an Achilles, and I'm like fantasizing about trades that are never going to happen, basically. Yeah, and they also don't have a lot of time to put, pull them together. Uh, yeah, it's it is rough. Both of our teams, uh, quarterbacks suffered basically the worst possible injury. Um, yeah. Eric Gillen, by the way, with, with I thought had the funniest line. He said, "Rodgers and Cousin are the two wings of the Republican Party." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah, we got the Joe Rogans and the uh, Mike Johnsons. Um, yeah. I think uh, it is depressing, and I know you're going to get into this, but. The 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 future the 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 season looked so bright at about uh, three o'clock yesterday for the Vikings, right? Yeah, at I mean, three eleven p.m. in the patron chat, I said, "I'm all in with this team. What could possibly go wrong?" And minutes later, I discovered we played the, the schedule game. The schedule was a joke. Their defense yeah. had even been playing well. Cousins, you was see playing the, the best ball EPA per play. They're now the eighth best team in the league so far this year. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to play devil's advocate. They still weren't a Super Bowl contender. Like, yeah, they're an offensive team and the eighth best in the league. I mean, like, we've they're... seen teams that are much worse than the eighth best team in the league go to the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, of course, before. of course. But this yeah. was, to me, still. Um, and they had done this know. without their best player for the last couple of weeks. You know, had their. their no, they were a good team, straight. but I don't think they were going to win multiple playoff games. To yeah, be I, honest. I, I, but yes, I don't think so either. But, you know, uh, they no, certainly it's devastating. Like, you yeah. only get so many years. And, well, what happens next? I mean, Cousins is a complete free agent after this year. Um, I mean, in theory, could retire. He's also incredibly wealthy. Um, yeah, and has, so, a, so, and has a family. You know, the, when the national narrative was, especially when Rodgers got injured, oh, the Jets are going to trade for him, and then when the Vikings dropped to one and four, oh, the Vikings are going to trade him. Um, the thinking in in Minnesota, from you know what I was reading and listening and hearing, was was not only were they not considering him trading him this year. But they were most likely going to re-sign him for two more years after this year. Yeah, I and mean, that's usually um, happens with quarterbacks. Unless you play your way out of a job, you stay where you are. It almost always happens, right? Yeah, and so I don't. Now this injury, obviously, look, it's not a given that a guy in his thirties or you know forties in Rogers' case can come back from an injury like this, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, so absent the injury, I thought he was probably going to come back. With the injury, I just don't know the answer. And in terms of the immediate solution, so their backup quarterback, Nick Mullins, he is on IR. He's eligible to come off after next week's game, the same as Jefferson. So assuming he's ready then, that means they would just have one week of Jalen Hall, I guess, against Atlanta, and then they would go to Nick Mullins. And obviously the drop-off from Rogers to, uh, from Cousins to Mullins is dramatic, but at least in theory, with considering how good the offensive line has been and, and how good Jefferson and Addison and Hawkinson together you would like to think that given how crappy the NFC is, this team still might have a chance to weasel into the playoffs at nine and eight or whatever. But, mm -hmm. but certainly the ceiling is, is far lower than it was before. And as you said, the ceiling before was, you know, was not the Super Bowl anyway. So in, in the long run, from an, from an NFL perspective, it probably doesn't matter, but from a Vikings perspective, it's crushing obviously. Yeah, no, but it's depressing because at the end of the day, uh, I mean, you saw the Jets giants game, which we'll get into <laughs> Oh my god! when you don't have a quarterback, yeah, like the NFL is basically uh, it, unrecognizable, right? Yeah, and 
you run the risk. You know, sometimes you get lucky and there's a Brock Purdy out there, but then there's, you know, Tommy DeVito's and you look up afterwards like, oh, he was like bad. They're like spent the whole broadcast talking about he won the high school championship on that field. It's like, oh, he was it was like a running team in high school. Like he wasn't ever good. Um, Although ironically, his numbers at Illinois and Syracuse were kind of decent, even though he was always fighting for a job. Um, So it's depressing. Now, when is Mullins expected to come back? So he's eligible to come uh, after next week for week 10. Right. That, that Whether he will be ready, I don't know. Right. Like that was not a topic of conversation that anybody was really too focused on. I mean, keep in mind, Kirk Cousins, and this is a little bit of a distinction between Cousins it's and Rodgers. Yeah, it's a crazy stat. Yeah, a non-contact injury for anyone is heartbreaking. Yeah. Cousins had not been on an injured list in a decade. He played. Yeah, yeah, the he, only time yeah, he missed the game crazy. was one time he rested week eight, 17 because they had clinched a playoff spot. And then once because of COVID, he didn't get uh, vaccinated, obviously. But other than that, you know that he he never misses a game ever. Um, and, and again, in both cases, it's not an injury you're expecting. They're both you know non-contact, just their Achilles tore. But um, you know, Rogers is older. Rogers has missed time before. So um, yeah, it, it was it, it, of the many things that I thought could go wrong for this team. Kirk Cousins' Achilles was not one of them that was even on my radar. Yeah, no, it it is depressing. As even as a non-Vikings fan, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, the NFC is bad, the so this makes the NFC much worse. Like the middle of the NFC, sure. like basically was the Vikings. Yeah, um, it was the Vikings and Seahawks basically. Well, yeah. the Seahawks are almost too good for the middle now. I'm thinking, but yes. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they were in the AFC, I think they'd be more middle than they are in the NFC. But yeah. But um, it, it sucks, and uh, I do feel bad. Uh, how? I mean, so the, the kid now. What is there any hope? That he's that he's competent or not? I, I don't think so. The, at no point any this summer or this fall at any point to the Vikings mention Jalen Hall as anything other than a project for the long term, sort of like what they thought with Kellen Mond. He's not mm-hmm. a guy they wanted to see on the field this year, not even necessarily a guy they want to see next year. The Vikings are in the habit, which I think every team should do, of you know, try and draft the quarterback, you know, between rounds two and five just about every year. And once in a while they'll turn into something. Most of the time their guys will be out of the NFL within a couple of years. But um, I re- I think that's really all he is. It did not it was not promising at all that on his first drop back against the Packers uh, yesterday, he uh, did not see a defender coming and he was strip sacked for a fumble and gave the Packers uh, the ball inside uh, the Vikings red zone immediately. So that was not great. I think because the Vikings offensive line has been so elite, especially in pass protection, right? Cousins was sacked once in the last two games. Um, I I think uh, he took a sack on the lot, you know, when his Achilles literally blew up, he just fell down, but um, and that that counted as a sack. I, I think they just, they need a veteran who, with a little bit of time is able to spot the open receiver. They don't need a guy with incredible physical gifts. And so I'm hoping that that's what Nick Mullins is. And I'm hoping he's ready for week 10. So we'll see Jalen Hall this week, I guess. Um, and I have no expectations. I think it's Jaron Hall also. Oh, am I calling him Jalen? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and listen, we are both saddled with uh, the 2019 BYU quarterback room right now. <laughs> yeah. But Jaron yeah. Hall was uh, Wilson. Well, Zach Wilson was was the number two pick in the draft. Like there was expectations. No, I, yeah, it's not embarrassing to be Wilson's backup. Certainly, um, uh, at least in college. But no, it's uh, it's upsetting. Let's go. I, I I guess let's talk about the Jets Giants. Then we go around the league. Oh I also, yeah, that that, that was what, can do. Uh, you know the the NFC Championship game last year was destroyed by the 49ers quarterback issues, and they got to a circumstance where literally all they could do was hand the ball off. It was impossible to yes. attempt to throw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was unwatchable because it was the NFC Championship game. This was, you know, so this was different because it was a regular season game, but it was the exact same thing. The Giants with however, you know, or whatever his first name is, just refused to throw the ball. It was a close game. That game was a blowout. So it was so bad. This was almost like a car wreck because it was such a close game that every play was like, uh, you know, like basically any one play. And what looked like the the big play was the Jets kept stopping the Giants. Um in the red zone and the Giants missed two short field goals. And then the Jets stopped them again at seven, three It's like, Oh, well, the Jets are going to win because the Giants are going to get a field goal if they're lucky. And then at seven, six and neither team is probably going to be able to get a first down because, you know, at this point we're two for 30 on third downs in the game. Yeah. And the Jets stopped them. And then, uh, they got, uh, an offsides penalty on the field goal mm-hmm. when, uh, when defender fell over, by the way, nobody noticed this, but I think they were like a tiny bit more than five yards away. So I do think they should have measured, um, but I'm the only person on earth who who cared about it. And then uh, given six chances inside the 10 on the sixth chance to Vito, who's only right handing off to Barkley. Yeah. Uh, who had 36 carries, 36 carries for 128 yards. Yeah. I, and by the way, look great. I mean, they knew he was running. That's amazing. If they know, literally know you're going to run. I thought Barkley played very well. Um, 
but uh, he they, he did a, a a quarterback keeper, and he uh, was in the end zone before the defense realized. Minus nine yards passing, truly remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you'd say like, okay. And, and by the way, as a team, the Giants averaged two point eight yards per play, which is just you know, they they yeah. had over two hundred yards rushing, averaging under four yards a carry, and then as you said, negative nine yards passing for the game. Right, and they almost so, won the game. Just so the, the the Jets with mostly backups on their offensive line lose their center, mm-hmm. and the Not backup great. center is, was out. So then the the third string center, who is just um, a guard, a, a backup guard, comes in. Not really a center. He was Matt Ryan's. Uh, he was sort of a swing player for Mac, Matt Ryan, who was announcing the game. Matt Ryan's like, yeah, that's his role. He's always like a guard, a center. Like, that's a nice way of saying he's like the last lineman on the on the roster, basically. So he comes in uh, and immediately gets injured. And now the only inside uh, lineman they have left is a guy I'd never heard of who had been on the practice squad, uh, who was literally on the practice squad, who was a, a day, you know, a, a day of game call up. And now he's the center, except he's a guard. So he's like not good at guard, and now he is the starting center. Uh, like, there's no way he'd ever met Zach Wilson before, because he's he's for sure snapping to like the backups. There's no way they knew each other. The first snap, they fumble inside their own twenty, um, which was already they they he had already fumbled the snap from the starting center Wilson. Uh anyway, a couple crazy things at the end of the game. I. I you know, Wilson hadn't really had a comeback yet in his career like this, so you have to, you have to give him some credit. He threw a few really nice passes. Oh, so this goes on the highlight reel for Zach Wilson. I mean, a lot of like the scout guys today are like, "Well, Wilson was really good." Now he missed Brees Hall short once badly. Yeah. Um, but he also had a he couple of fumbles. He hasn't thrown an interception. He's thrown like one interception in the last six weeks or something. Uh, I mean, they have been conservative, but he's uh, he's been he's still no, no, the, the, Gi- pre- the Giants were were conservative. Zach Wilson was. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, yep. he's still like a bottom three or five quarterback in the league, and but also much better than he was last year, if that makes any sense. Much better. Because he was the worst quarterback in the NFL, and now he's probably not. And to me, he's made a big jump just to do that. Uh, and the I receivers mean, who, are very who, bad. Who who has he been better than this year? He's been better than Daniel Jones. Yeah, he's been better than Daniel Jones. He's and been at least as good Ryan as Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, last year he was the worst yeah, quarterback. No, I mean, Desmond Ritter can't stop fumbling the ball. That's true. But he is averaging over seven yards a carry. He's completing over sixty-five percent of his passes. Like Desmond Ritter, at to- Desmond Ritter minus the fumbles is basically Sam Howell. Uh, Bryce Young. He's probably been better than Bryce Young, or the same. Bryce Young's been really terrible. Um, Pickett. I don't think he's. I don't think he's worse than Pickett necessarily. Pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his completion percentage is fifty-eight. These guys are both in the sixties. Both of those guys have more touchdowns and interceptions. You know, their quarterback ratings yeah. are significantly higher. Jordan um, Love has been very bad. They've at both times. been sacked less than him. Yeah. Well, Jordan Love is in a complete free. Mac free Jones ball. has been just about as bad. I mean, yeah, I'm saying he's in the same class, I think, basically now as these guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's not he's not the difference is last year he was all alone. He was clearly yeah, the worst quarterback in football. He's, he's, yeah. Now he's just in the bottom tier. Yeah. Uh, and he's not turning the ball over really. Yeah. He's still never been had more touchdowns and interceptions. He's still at five five, even though he's played the whole season minus the first play. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you know the last drive, and so much, so much luck, right? The Giants miss a, a, a second short field goal. Then the Jets. Uh, first of all, seven minutes to go. The Jets get another stop, and then, um, oh, this was the offside. Sorry, the offsides was uh, the, the the there was a roughing penalty on the first on the third down I mentioned before then this is uh, a guy leans into the neutral zone yeah and here they get the here they get another penalty and instead of the Giants punting with seven minutes ago they end up punting with two and a half minutes ago so they lose four and a half minutes um the Jets don't get anything and then the Giants they stop the Giants with their timeouts Giants miss the field goal the game is basically over when he completes the like 25 yard pass to Wilson to midfield except the flag stops the clock like very Madden-esque you used to like just try and draw a penalty or whatever um to get the clock so now you have 17 seconds at the 50 it's insane to throw the ball in the middle of the field. Like you take two seven, eight yard cracks and you kick a long field goal with Greg the leg. So the play call was insane. And then Lazard somehow keeps running for the extra five yards. Completely nuts. And this team has messed this up so many times before, including like three weeks ago at the half. It was shocking that they were able to get this off. And you have to fire. If you're the Giants, you have to fire the clock operator because, I mean, usually you have a, a quick trigger there. That was the, the slowest clock of all time. And I still think if we had tenths like the NBA does, it was probably 0.1 or 0.2. Yeah, it, it did seem very slow. I think one of these, put it this way, um, I, I think if they reviewed it, 
if if that play, if they'd really looked at that play, probably they would have found five things. I know the official touched the ball. That's a really weird rule where the official yeah. basically was on the Jets on that play. I know his job is, I guess, to go as fast as possible, but the official like did an amazing job. With four seconds left, they weren't even close. I have no idea how they got ready. Really incredible. And then when you get to overtime, it's like, oh, the Giants can't move the ball. So unless Saquon breaks one accidentally, like there's no way they can win that game. And they let DeVito throw like twice. Uh, and both, you know, it was immediately patted down. Like he literally could not even get a ball near the vicinity of receiver. They weren't being conservative. Like they knew he could not complete a pass. And the Jets' best offense would have been DeVito throwing the ball. He would have been intercepted without question if he threw a few more passes. Just he, he didn't, he was not ready. Um, <laughs> And also, how about the Jets? Like, they, they get the ball. They couldn't move the ball either. They get the accidental penalty that you have to call. The pa- You know, f- pass interference with the defender not looking, a 35-yard penalty. And I don't think I've ever seen a team do this, where they're like, all right, let's just kick the 33-yard field goal. Like, Brees Hall can't go, you know, two yards yeah. down the middle <laughs> twice first. Like, that yeah. was like, I, I mean, I guess everyone was wet and cold. I mean, that had to be the worst game ever to physically be at, right? The game was the first half was three hours. Yeah, I, I knew I knew people going to this game, and I was like, "This is not going to be a pleasant." Experience. The first, the it was like it was two halftime. It, halftime hit at like two fifty. It was one of the latest halftimes I've ever seen. Um, they, the, it was pouring rain. It was unwatchably bad. Both teams were trying to lose. It was a high school game, right? It was like one team can't snap the ball, literally can't snap the ball. One team can't pass the ball. It was like watching bad high school football. Um, and like the two or three good players in the field, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau who was amazing. And, um, yeah, he heard our podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. And Bre- uh, Brees Hall, who's 12 for 17, but you know, if you give him space, he basically is an automatic touchdown, uh, broke one for the, for the Jets only touchdown. Now, now you're the Jets, you're four and three. I don't think you, I mean, you're not a seller, obviously at four and three, they have a lot of veterans who I don't think anybody wants. Dalvin Cook, they'll probably be able to get rid of for like a seventh round swap or, you know, six for seven, something like that. No, they wouldn't. Nobody wanted him until like a week uh, before the season I, started. Well, I, I, He's been Glazer's, literally the worst running back in football this year. I mean, I think someone will sign him if they cut it, like as their third running back or something. Um, uh, maybe, but nobody's going to. No, I agree. He's atrocious. Yeah. And uh, Michael Well, Carter, you saw the I Giants think, have already started selling, right? Yeah, the Giants got a great deal. So the Giants. Oh, traded, I thought uh, the second. Yeah, that was a great deal. The Jets traded Leonard Williams, big cat, to um, the, the Giants at the trade deadline four years ago for a third and a fifth. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I mean, he's it cost. They all said to sign him to an obscene amount of money. But even then, that was a pretty good deal. At the time, it was considered a great trade for the Jets. The Giants. Now he's like near the end of, you know, probably past his prime. He's still a good player. Second and a fifth. Of, like, I don't even know if they were sellers. I think the Giants were just blow, excuse me, blown away by that deal. Now, it makes the Seahawks defense excellent. He is a very good player. But that's way too high of a price for a 29-year-old defensive end. Yeah, and he's. I think he has a, he has $6 million, uh cap hit next year. But he's... Uh, but he's How many uh, million? $6 million more. They got. Oh, that's him. not so bad. Yeah, because he's very highly paid. But this is the end of like a very long contract. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his cap hit this year is $38 million, No, but so. Seattle, like Seattle, good for them, Golden, because I think, you know, someone else maybe loses, you know, you lose Hurts or or you lose a Dak. What's or the worst like... that could happen with Seattle trading for a high-profile New York defender? Yeah, no, listen, Jamal Adams, after like three years of nothing, is actually back and playing well for the first time. So, yeah. uh, you know, good for that. Did they overlap? Yeah, they overlapped. Um, so that's the Jets. Uh, listen, four and three with some easy games. I think they have the Raiders and the Chargers, Raiders and Falcons coming up. Uh you know, it's uh, things are looking okay. The Rodgers, I'd say the average Jets fan earnestly believes that Rodgers will play this season. Like they truly believe it. Yeah. Well, the average person's a moron. We know this. But Kirk Cousins, there's yeah. a very good chance he doesn't play again. Now, his injury is much worse because it happened halfway through the season, which really puts next year into question, even if he was under contract or whatever. Like yeah. there is far from a guarantee that he's going to be 100%, uh, you know, on September 10th next year or whatever. Um, Rodgers at least has almost an extra two months, but he's also five years older. I mean, these are two of the oldest quarterbacks in the league. I don't know. I I, I don't know what, uh, uh, if, if you, Rodgers will probably play again, but there's a chance for both of them that their careers are over. Like we're really underrating how bad an Achilles is for an NFL player. Like there are so many guys who never came back from an Achilles injury. Yeah. I mean, science is obviously much better now. And, and you know, Rob, and, Rob, well, uh, Cousins, we've, also, cousins they're, we've they're both not speed related player. Like, yeah, you know, uh, you know Al, I mean, Rogers already on the sidelines, like throwing passes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, other games, um, uh, the Dol- Dolphins Patriots. It does seem like every time you, you, you watch the Dolphins in the red zone, it, 
two is hitting Hill. I know it only happens like once a game, but it feels like 15 times a game. Pats lose Kendrick Byrne. I, Pat, the Patriots are in, are in last place in the AFC, and every other team is at least three and five. So there's really only one team. I mean, if you want to say the Broncos should be sellers, even after that great win yesterday, like uh, that makes sense. But the Patriots are the only team whose season is basically over, and, and they're minus 90 in point differential, which is, um, it's not worse than the league. The Giants are worse. Um, but yeah, every single team in the AFC is at least three and five and at least can like trick themselves into saying that their season's not over as opposed to the NFC where each division has a team whose season is like definitively over. Um, yeah. Well, you know, before the game, I saw that they were saying in terms of uh, playoff probability, the Vikings had the the most important game of the week because if they won, they had a 64% chance. If they lost, they mm-hmm. had a 32% chance. Obviously that 64 was assuming cousins. So it's much lower. But the Jets at four and three, which is better than four, four obviously, ha- still have a sub fifty percent um, probability of making the well, playoffs. Well, there's right, there's the four AFC. teams yeah. tied for the last two spots, and then there are four more teams at three and four, and yeah. some of them are, you know, the Chargers are like a solid three and four team that they actually have to play right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, only two, only a couple of those teams, and the Dolphins are not going to get caught, and the Ravens are probably not going to get caught, and the Jaguars are not going to get caught, and the Chiefs are not going to get caught. Those yeah. divisions are the bottom two divisions, and. I mean, we go east, north, south, west. I don't know what they do in the Minnesota Star, yeah. Minneapolis Star Tribune, but that's how we do it. Uh, those divisions are basically over, so now you're even playing for wild cards. Um, Jaguar Steelers. You see anything on Jaguar Steelers? Yeah. I mean, the, the the Steelers are just. I don't know if you'd call them Jekyll and Hyde, but I just it's impossible to know what to do because they they go into Los Angeles and they win and they come home and they lose and they're all their offense looks really bad and then once in a while it gets hot for like five minutes. Keep you there? Yeah, I I, no. I the Steelers Steelers fans seem to think that they have like this amazing defense and and you know like they, it's mostly they reputation just... because of the Steelers. No, their defense is very good. It's um, okay. I wouldn't say it's very good. But yeah, but but their offense stinks, right? And and you can't even say, well, because Pickett got injured, because it's not like Pickett was playing so well, and then Trubisky came in and ruined everything. By the way, our our our, our uh, league is going to be a mess this week with all the buys and and all the QB QB injuries. Well, every fantasy football league is going to be dealing with this. Yeah, but, well, no, most fantasy football leagues are one QB. Like you lose Kirk Cousins, like I don't care. I also have two. No, well, but you if know? you're in a one QB league, <laughs> why are you wasting your time? Yeah, yeah. Why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah. Uh, Carolina gets their first win. I'm not going to do every single game from yesterday. Carolina gets gets their uh, first win over Houston. Uh, not as unwatchable as Jet Giants, but extremely bad. Carolina runs 24 times for 44 yards. Yeah. Freaking Thielen, man, has been so good this year. Yeah. Um, um, I actually boosted Carolina all the way up to 29 in my power rankings. I have three teams below them now. Uh, let me guess. The Giants. Yeah, they're last. They have to be last. The Bears. After what they did to our eyes. Uh, and I have the Bears at 28. Okay. I don't think you're going to have Houston below them because no. No, they have a terrible. few wins. Yeah. Uh, so the Cardinals and... Cardinals are 31. Yep. It doesn't really... I, I, I feel like... Are the Patriots? Yeah, I have the Patriots at 30. Okay. The Patriots are pretty bad, but the Patriots at yeah. least like... I mean, they had that win against the Bills, obviously, and that's yeah. that's what they'll uh, rest their season on. And they got uh, Belichick to 300, and they got to leak the news of his contract extension. But um, yeah, on a neutral field, and Carolina has... You know, Carolina obviously was the last team to win, so it made sense to put him at 32. But like, you know, they have not been as bad as some of these other teams. They've been relatively close in some of these games. Their defense is fine. And their offense, you know, they have a rookie quarterback who's working things out. Uh yeah no they celebrated like they won the Super Bowl yesterday good for them, um the the Cowboys right now are um plus seventy seven mm-hmm. the only the only teams ahead of them uh plus seventy eight the Niners and plus eighty six the Bills they and that game was over pretty pretty much immediately Dak throws four touchdowns what's Stafford's uh, status right now I don't know yeah I mean I, he got hurt obviously he came out I'm not sure if he's playing yet or not. I haven't seen reports and, and he, yeah, it, he was decent like weeks one and two, but he has not been having the greatest season. He's got, um, what is he? he what if all the old quarterbacks are, are done? Like every old quarterback, like we see Russ, we see cousins, we see Rogers, we see I mean, Stafford. There was a, there was we a few years ago. That's it. Those are the five old guys. And maybe they're all toast. There was a few years ago where I was doing my NBA uh, player rankings. And I noticed that Paul Gasol was 35 at the time. And he was the only person in my top 50 or top hundred, whatever it was, over yeah. the age of 33. And that was okay. wild to me because in the 90s, it was pretty normal for these guys to play late into their 30s, you know, Malone and Stockton and Barkley yes. and, 
And then obviously today, all the stars are in their mid thirties or later. You know, Steph and KD and LeBron and all these right. guys. The whole, all the faces of the league are. Old. Yeah. yeah. So there was sort of this temporary moment where nobody old was in the league, and quarterbacks have been, you know, basically for the last decade plus, have been sort of like the NBA guys play forever. Obviously, Brady uh, being like the the main example of that. But yeah, it's not it's not a foregone conclusion. Like we sort of take for granted that, you know, guys play until they're 40 years old. Like Donovan McNabb was a borderline Hall of Famer. He was done at 34. Right. And there's been a lot of other mm-hmm. guys who are completely done at, you know, relatively young ages. Yeah. Um, and obviously that happens in basketball. Also, Tracy McGrady was done at 29 or whatever. But um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there, all these old guys are basically injured or bad this year. Right. Like who who's an old quarterback? Russell Wilson's probably been the best old quarterback this year. Right. Yeah, I mean, in the last couple of weeks, yes. I think that's true. I mean, I liked Rodgers' one pass. Uh, no, well, Cousins <laughs> has been the best old quarterback, but now he's injured. Sure, yeah, but Cousins is, is done now, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Cousins uh, arguably having a career year. Certainly the best year he had in Minnesota. So, yeah, it really is too bad. I feel bad for him uh, on a personal level. Um, but, yeah, so what, what, what are we doing on this podcast exactly? I mean, we've been going over the games. Uh, uh, give me, I know it's sad now, but just the breakdown of uh, – Vikings Packers for a second. Are the Packers done? Yeah, Jordan Love. And I think I said this before the season. I just thought that he had like the highest variance possible outcomes. He might be really good or he might be really bad. And the answer is he's really, really, really bad. And because he started with like six touchdowns and zero interceptions the first couple weeks. But, but this is also his rookie training year, essentially. Why, why are you t- completely out on a 24-year-old Jordan Love? Okay. Um. Because, well, first of all, it's a little bit different when you like the whole argument about why you give a guy a couple chances to sit on the bench is so that they're not a rookie anymore. Right. So that they have much more experience. And, and so you, you're not supposed to compare them to rookies. If if he is just a rookie, then they should have been playing him two years ago. Or since they had Rodgers, they shouldn't have drafted Their him, receivers right? like, are you, really you can't have your cake bad. and eat it, too. You can't you can't say he's a rookie, but like then rest him for two. Like you rest him for I two mean, years because you're saying he's not like a rookie. Who, who has worse skill position players than them right now? I mean, They're the getting Packers nothing. I think that Christian Watson is, you know, a superstar. No, I mean, Watson probably. Jaden Reed and Romeo uh, Dobbs. And they have a great. No, Aaron Jones is, is a great running back. Jones looks like there's something wrong with him right now. All those guys, they don't have it which teams would would trade for the Packers skill position players right now? There are very few. Um, Arizona would. Uh, Carolina certainly would. I don't know. Thielen's playing better than anybody on that team. <laughs> um, Atlanta would. I guess the Patriots well, know, now Bijan. post uh, yeah, burn the, for sure. The, Bear, the Bears definitely would. Um, the Giants obviously would. Uh, the Commanders would. No, the Giants would. And Barkley's better than the, all the oh, Packers skill position players. No, he's together. not. No, he's no way. I'd the rather, Packers I'd, receivers are really bad. Yeah, I'd rather uh, the Giants receivers. Come on. Well, and now the problem with your team. Uh, also, Amy pointed out we were in a we are in a twenty. What was it? Twenty people to start a twenty person fantasy league, and no Giants wide receiver was drafted in a twenty person fantasy league. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's serious. That. And by the way, another fantasy thing, even worse than my team in first place in in your league. Little newcomer, uh, Uncle Kiwi, dominating the AYFL. Well, no longer. I had Kirk Cousins out for the year, hmm. but I also have freaking Hawkinson. Now we have all these guys, Hawkinson, Addison, Jefferson, and Madison, probably, who are yeah. all like take a huge a thing, sense. especially Hawkinson. Um, yeah, well, Hawk- Hawkinson has been, you know, really hated by Vikings fans this year because he's, he's leading the league in drops. And he yeah, had but he's a fantasy stud. They throw oh, he's a fantasy stud. Yeah, yeah, he gets lots of targets. Yeah. Um, uh, you realize. Yeah. I mean, look, Nick Mullins, and this is where I start talking myself into things. Nick Mullins was, was decent that year in San Francisco, Ooh, right? Yeah. No, Nick Mullins is an average NFL backup. There's probably 15 worse backups than Nick Mullins or 10. I, I still probably, if if the, if they think they have a special team, I I still think I trade like a fourth rounder today for Brissett, maybe something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking. Yeah. Nick Mullins went three and five that first. If you think Hall isn't good starter. enough to play. Listen, there's still eight, nine games left in the season. There's no guarantee that your current starter can make it. Like that's one of the bad things about losing quarterback early. Yeah, I mean that's like, exactly the pro- cousins. Like his durability was such a feature, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always said this about Eli. Whatever you thought about Eli, absolutely. Eli that's why you year. think he's a Hall of Famer because he showed up every week and the best ability yeah. is available. No, I mean the, the, that that has real value because you, you I don't agree. need to worry who is my quarterback, which is the worry you know that you've had. I constantly. think there's a lot of uh, maybe for like like uh, muscle injuries and stuff, but. Obviously, Achilles and ACLs and stuff, It's it, that's all luck. Like, Brady did that, too, and also once tore his ACL, right? Like, it's 100% luck. Yeah. Um, A couple things. I, I You're going at least five and two every week in picks. You're leading a 100-person picks pool we're in yeah, somehow. not bad. Even though, like, uh, I'm not sure how, because on the podcast, it's not like you're coming in and dominating. <laughs> and um, also that we're in another pool where you do the exact same thing, and I got eliminated before making yeah. the same well, picks. I don't know. Am I crazier than I picked the Bengals to beat the Niners on the podcast last week? 
Um, you you are crazy. You did not say that. I didn't say that. Okay, not no, even the you, cover. You, no, the 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 you had the Vikings beating Green Bay. Although I guess that wasn't an upset because the Vikings were favored no. by. The, um, you had um Atlanta beating Tennessee, which uh, was the favorite, which which uh, was wrong. You had. Uh, you had Jacksonville beating Pittsburgh, so you get credit for that one. And then you had Houston mm-hmm. beating Carolina, which did not did not happen. We split two and two on the on the games we disagreed. Okay, with. fine. Anyway, yeah. um, since he's back, by the way, did mm-hmm. I did you see? I found a weird message from you for nine years ago. Facebook's like, do you remember the anniversary of this? And it was a message you sent me nine years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the it was the championship belt, right? It yeah. Was, then who, the Jets he, were playing for the championship belt in 2014 because they were playing the Chiefs that week, and the Chiefs had beaten someone who won the Super Bowl, probably Seattle that year. Um, did, but do you know, so I looked up the game to see if the Jets won the championship belt in 2014. Do you know who the Jets quarterback and wide receiver won more in the game? They played against the chiefs that day. Uh, they did lose. October no, you, 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 you asked this already. I didn't know. What was the answer? Michael Vick or then going by Mike was the quarterback and Percy Harvin was their wide receiver. One had 11 catches for 129 oh, yards wow. in that game. Like it's the only good game as a jet. Mike, when you think Mike Vick and Percy Harvin, you do not think New York jets. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, borrow four incompletions, three touchdowns. Uh, he is completely back. That team, you know, scary when uh, when things are clicking. The defense isn't that scary, even though they did play uh, uh, nicely, picking off. I mean, the, the, the Niners were able to move the ball all game. He, they just uh, turned the ball over three times. Uh, but the Bengals are back. Listen, the, there's two different, like, the Jets are four and three, the Bengals are four and three. I think those are two very different four and threes, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, but also based on sort of expectations of, you know, and projections going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one team is ha- Joe Burrow. One team is Zach Wilson. Do you have any any Casey Denver takes? I mean, are we chalking this up to Patrick Mahomes being sick, like having the sniffles? I don't understand. It's hard like, to know. It's really hard to know. I mean, how he, 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 had, he had never lost to the Broncos and he had never lost yeah. on the road in his division, which is wild. It is wild. Um. Yeah. No, I. I Freaking 114 yards passing and three touchdowns for Russell Wilson. They yeah. ran the ball 40 times. They were basically able to, uh, you know, hold the ball, get a couple turnovers. I, mean, I think this they, is the Broncos the defense Chiefs. that you and I thought we were going to see in the preseason this year and last year. Not the team to give up 70 points to the Dolphins. So, and, and this is after they got rid of you know Gregory and a bunch of their you know uh, do nothing veterans. Listen, the defense played great. Broncos averaged 3.7 yards per play. I think they win this game one out of every 10 times. Uh, the Chiefs turned the ball over five times. Yeah, um, that's not gonna this is a so I honestly think it's a fluky win and I, I wouldn't chalk uh, much of anything up to it. Nothing really. But, to but say listen, about. if the Broncos were in the NFC, they would have a decent shot at that seven spot. No, no, that's that's too much. The Broncos are terrible. You, you think the Broncos are materially worse than like anybody in the NFC South? I think the Rams are better than the Broncos. I think the um mm. they lost to the so. OK, so far, NFC teams, they beat the, the Bears by three. Yeah, that was they, an awful game. They, they lost to Washington 35-33. Yeah. And they beat the Packers by two. So they played three of the worst teams in the NFC, and they're all basically coin tosses. Yeah. Uh, they're going to lose to you guys, and they're going to lose to Detroit. They're going to lose to Jaron Hall? Really? Well, no. You have three weeks for that game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they just beat Patrick Mahomes. I'm not coming in there with confidence with Dick Mullins. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anyway, uh, let, let me, I haven't looked, guessed any lines. I haven't seen the Jets Chargers line, so give me the, give me the we'll game. we live on the podcast? Let's like do live on the sell? podcast. All right, okay. Oh, by the way, anything, yeah. any, any takes on the first weekend of the NBA? 
Yeah, I have a lot of takes. Uh, first of all, today is the sports equinox. It's the 30th one ever. We have very exciting. We all have an sports. NFL game tonight. We have a World Series game tonight. We have multiple mm-hmm. NBA games, and NHL games. We also have two great MLS playoff games. So really a great sports night here in America. So you should enjoy it. Um, try and do a five-way parlay. Get one from every one of those sports in there if you can. Um, yeah, my takeaway is the Timberwolves have the number one defense in the league right now, which is which is nice to see. That's without uh, the defense player of the year. Jaden McDaniels even stepping on a court yet. So that's good. Uh, Nas Reed is Nas reading. So so that's good also. Um, what else? I would say that I'm a little, you know, the obviously the, the Sixers have, have not yet resolved the James Harden situation, which is probably uh, a concern for them in the long run. But uh, Tyrese Maxey has been phenomenal, you know, 30 points the first two games. So um, if, if he keeps that up, I guess the, the Sixers maybe can still compete this year with whatever they get for Harden. I assume they're going to get something for Harden. Uh, Kelly Uber has also looked good for them. Um, did you see that the NBA came out with their with the with the court, uh, the special uh, floors for? Yeah, all you did. Teams. If anyone wants to see Alex's court rankings, I think you did them in the patron group and on Twitter. Yeah, then I uh, those them. were fun. I, I read through all of them. Some uh, bad boards, but yeah. Oh, you did. Um, yeah, I, I did like those. A lot of the I, I like I sort of like all of them, but the, I think the, on TV they'll probably mostly look terrible, and they're gonna have to fix yeah. it. Like even like when 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 a college team like you know has the blue or the red uh, fields in football. It's kind of funny for yeah. a moment, but when you watch an entire game with it, especially you red, don't like a real it. headache. Yeah, it's fine to see highlights. You don't want yeah, to I mean, see the whole game. And blue, our blue eyes are very red, trained. Red is, yeah. When you're watching like our D3 basketball team, or actually they have a good telecast, but you're watching some like crap, crappy, you're at like a kid's game or something like your mind is trained to like see replays of things and different angles. And well, our mind is very trained to watch sports. We all have like 10 million hours of sports watching. So to see the, the weird like red courts and black courts and whatever, it's going to take a while. Um, yeah, the the Vikings had a uh, kick return, um, an eighty six yard kick return against the Packers, which ends up getting called back because of a uh, penalty in their side of the field. Mm-hmm. But they they come out of commercial Fox and they show this like completely absurd camera angle where you can't tell what's going on, and they chose it for the what like you know ninety nine percent of kick returns are just touchbacks these days, so it doesn't matter. And they did it for the one that ended up being a great return, and you couldn't see anything. It was very annoying because as you said, like your eyes are used to seeing it in a certain way. Don't don't switch up the angles for us in live live play. Uh, NBA, yeah. what else? The Pelicans last year, early on in the year before injuries befell them, I think they had like the best record in the West at some point. So mm-hmm. the fact that they've started out 2-0, um, uh, that's a little bit uh, noteworthy. Yeah. Right now, uh, MVP, two-man race between Luka and Jokic. Uh, the Nuggets look unbeatable. Yeah, of course. Uh, in the East, Boston, not surprising. Orlando and uh, Indiana both are uh, on the field. The only winless team in the East are, are the Nets. Uh, what do you think about uh, early returns on Wemby? You know, obviously it was frustrating in game one to see, you know, the the foul trouble and that they barely let him on the floor, right? The, the, he's got to mm-hmm. be given star treatment right away, right? We want to see uh, Wemby playing 30 yeah. minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he He's looked, uh, and then obviously late in that game, he had some exciting moments. He said, I mean, you tell me, you've been watching him, I assume. He, he, yeah, so he, he looks he, phenomenal, I, but this team sucks. Yeah, the team is really bad. He yeah. does have one or two plays a night where that you've never seen before in your life. That's going to happen all year. He's going to, he's very, remember, he's 19 years old and, you know, has not played even... Even the level he was in in France was not even the highest level. I mean, it was the highest level in France, but he wasn't playing, you know, uh, in the Euroleague or anything like that or, or, or you know, for Duke. He's going to turn the ball over four or five times every night. He's probably going to get the, you know, smart teams are going to get into foul trouble, but he is going to do a few insane things. Every player is going to come way out. They just don't have enough dudes. Like there are, they have a few good players on their team, but they are short two or three NBA players from really like a good team that's at full strength, like uh, when they played the Clippers is going to beat them by 25. They lost by 40, the Clippers. They really only have one point guard on their whole team. Trey Jones. Tr- uh, Trey Jones, who's a really a, a good backup, but probably not a starter when you look yeah. around the league and there's so many good po- uh, point guards. And so they're trying to play Sohan as a point guard, but he's a power forward. And that's not going well so far. And, you know, it's a great way to tank and maybe try and get him to become a point guard. But I, I think it's a crazy experiment. But he's really the only point guard on their team. So they're destined to not be able to win games. Vassell will end up, you know, putting up monster numbers this year. Uh, so it's exciting to watch. I think even if they're like three and thirty, like Wemby's still a must watch. Yeah. Uh, let's get let's guess the lines. Okay. So you want to guess the week nine lines? Um, I will let you know ahead of time. Uh, I, I was uh, only eleven and a half points off combined on all four on all fourteen games, um, which still made me worse than Simmons. Although we know he cheats. Uh, we have the Thursday night game, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. And I, I will say, I, I picked this thinking Kenny Pickett was playing. I don't know if it really has a huge difference, Pickett versus Trubisky, but. By the way, did you see every week the night games are now either incredible 
or were really, really atrocious. But yeah. you, the the slate this week has because we have the Dolphins Chiefs at at uh, at nine thirty. Yeah, as an amazing game in every window. Um, yeah, Tennessee Pittsburgh. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh by three and a half here. All right, that's what I said. Also, it's two and a half. I guess that's because of Pickett. Do they take? Oh, enough? that know. Trubisky is a, is so bad. Is it is, nah. it is it a point? I I, I don't know. Or, or we're just wrong. you're probably right. All right. Um. Okay. Uh, and then we have, as you said, we go to Germany for Miami versus KC. Why are we giving the Germans the best game of the year? I don't understand this. I don't know. Oh, you know what? A lot of people at work were going to go, and I was like, Nah, I'm not. It's a tough sell for me to go to Germany, and I missed the Jets play, and they actually play a Monday night game, but so I wouldn't have missed it, but. Would have missed the whole football Sunday. I, I assume they're not going now. Honestly, I don't think there's any flights to Germany right now. Um, no. Miami at KC. Uh, I'm going to say the Chiefs by three and a half neutral. Oh wow, you are uh, too favorable. I said two, and it's two and a half. Okay. Um, I don't think that's crazy, but yeah, I, you know, I think this is a, a pretty. I don't think the Chiefs deserve to be three and a half, especially obviously the way they played last week. But and we, this is a mulligan for Mahomes, right? There's nothing to be concerned about long term. I mean, there's no, the concerns I, about the Kansas City receivers, but those aren't new concerns. No, the receivers are bad, but it's not yeah. on him. And um, and listen, if you don't get separation, the quarterback's much more likely to throw interceptions. But yeah, do you see R- Rasheed Rice himself tomorrow uh, is averaging over six yards of separation per route run, but he just can't catch the ball basically. He can't catch. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and then no one else is getting separation for that team. All right, um, let's go to the one o'clock slate. Uh, we'll start with my Vikings at Atlanta. It is a tough one. And, and the slate this week is uh, seven and three. Kind yeah, of weird. Uh, yeah I can't handle nine. One. Nine was too many, especially when your team plays. Yeah, although I don't like three easy. in the late slot. I think you should always have at least four. No, it's not enough. Now, three usually, four is better. three usually indicates a monster game that they want the whole country to watch, which is certainly the case here. Dallas, Philly. Dallas at Philly, uh, yeah. Giants, Raiders, okay. And Indianapolis, Carolina is only really of interest to those two fans of those two teams. Giants um, Raiders is okay. What planet are you on? That's I'm saying from a television, like any, no, it's not. like a, yeah, the giant, the giants are uh, the, like a relative. The, the giant, team. the giants are unwatchable. And, and, and the Raiders, well, I agree. Are, they're unwatchable, but yeah. I'm saying like from a television perspective, um, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. The, uh, Atlanta minus one over Minnesota. Only one. I said four. I got it. Exactly. One. Wow. Okay. Kirk With Cousins, Jared it, Hall. I mean, Kirk, you guys would have been one point favorites if cousins was playing. I mean, we ended up, but yeah, we were favorites in, in Green Bay by, you know, one and a half, two, something like what that. What was so. the line for this game, I wonder, a few days ago? Someone tell us. Yeah, I, I, w- I would, ass- well, yeah. But also, also, the Vikings, obviously, until Cousins went down, looked very good in Green Bay. So I would say if Cousins was playing this game, the Vikings would have been favored by, yeah, one or one and a half. So he's worth like five points, then I guess that means. Um, uh, and crossing the, the zero, obviously. All right, Cleveland, Arizona, uh, probably the sur- popular survivor game of the week. Um mm-hmm. I'm going to guess. So this is probably the highest spread of the week. I think I haven't looked at every single game yet. Uh, I'm going to say Cleveland by eight and a half at home against Arizona. Yeah, it's only seven. And I said seven and a half. So okay. I get you there. Don't tell me if it's the highest spread, but I still think it might be close. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of high spreads this week. You're correct. About yeah. That. Yeah. Um, uh, the Chargers at Lambeau. I'm going to say the Rams. This is the, this oh, this is, is the, Rams. the Rams. It just says Los Angeles. Yeah, um, this is the Rams. The Rams at Lambeau. I'm going to say uh, and we don't know. St- I'm going to say Packers by one. Okay, that's what I said also, and it's Packers by two and a half. I think that Does might that mean be we, they assume Stafford's not playing? Well, I think that's more of a Stafford hedge. A hedge, right? okay, fine. Do you think, think it would be more like three and a half if Stafford or if Rick I think it'd be more if we knew for sure Stafford was out, and if Stafford's yeah. in, I think it would have to be less. Okay, yeah, it is. I so, guess when a quarterback's fifty-fifty, it's pretty silly to guess to set a line in the guess line. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, sometimes they take it off the board, obviously, but yeah. I don't know what to do about New England, Washington. Washington's definitely played better than the Patriots. So I'll play. I'll say Patriots by minus one at home. Oh, I said two and a half. I got it exactly right. The Patriots are two and a half point favorites over yeah. a better Washington team. Uh, better. I mean, the Patriots just beat the Bills. Well, the question is, both these teams could sell uh, Washington. People really think is going to sell one of the linemen because they're already paying two of them. Yeah. Like sweater. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, New Orleans, a rematch of a very bad playoff game from a few years ago. Uh, I'm going to say New Orleans minus four and a half. All right. This is six and a half. All right. That's not crazy. I should have guessed higher. Chicago's um, very bad. Yeah, Chicago's very bad, and New Orleans is, you know, they're fine, whatever. Um, yeah, the NFC is just really bad, and as you said, you know, Cousins getting knocked out really makes, you know, one less possible competent team to make the playoffs. I don't know who's making the playoffs to the NFC. We should we should discuss that after we finish your lines here. Um, you're not you're not doing well. You've yet to beat me. You've tied me twice. No, I'm having a bad day. Uh, I'm going to say Baltimore minus three uh, at home against Seattle. Yeah, uh, this is five and a half. Baltimore is much high. better than Seattle. Uh, I, I said four, so I Seattle's agree that it's I mean, too I, high. I've been on high in Baltimore, but Seattle's good. 
Yeah, I mean, Baltimore is a class above them for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's. You would have to get all six of the remaining games uh, perfect, and I got two of them perfectly. So yeah, you cannot. Beat Houston me this week. minus one at home against Tampa. This is two and a half. Okay. Yeah, these teams are the same. Yeah, uh, Carolina. Uh, I'll say the Colts by one and a half in Carolina. So I'll. All right, so this was the toughest one for me. You beat me here. I thought the Colts would be favored, but I couldn't figure out how much. I wanted to say half, and there's never a half-point spread. And then I thought one was too much because the Colts don't deserve to be. Mm -hmm. So actually, I just went with a pick up in the end. And it's Colts two and a half, actually. Okay. You beat me there. Um, Yeah, and I think I like Carolina there. I don't know what to do about uh, the Raiders hosting the Giants. Uh, Dan and Jones, I think, is pretty likely to play in this game, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I will say Raiders by four and a half. Yeah, I said I said three and a half. It's three, which yeah, is a lot of disrespect to the Raiders. That's really disrespectful. I mean, yeah. there should be three with a healthy Jones, and he's not guaranteed. Yeah, uh, Philly uh, at home against Dallas. I'm going to say minus three. Yeah, this one's easy. He got it. We both uh, got it. Cincy at home against Buffalo. I'm going to say minus. Wait, hold on, two hold and on. A half. I'm trying to update my uh my okay. form here. You're going too fast here. Okay. All right. Yeah, Cincy hosting. Cincy Buffalo. at home against Buffalo. I'm going to say minus two and a half. Cincy. All right, it's two. I got that one exactly. Okay. So. And the, I don't, and all right, I have not seen the Jets line at all. The Jets hosting the Chargers. Ooh, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to say the Chargers minus one in New York. Um, I said four, and it's only two. So you beat me there. Why is it only two? I don't know. Uh, the Jets got decent injury news on the lineman today. I mean, they couldn't field a roster um, this week, and they just need any, at least two of the three guys who are sort of week to week to come back. Uh, the Jets have a good defense, uh, and you know none of the good quarterbacks have been a- other than Dak have been able to do anything against them. Mahomes, Allen, Hurts have all really struggled against them. So, uh, may you know, and that's really the Chargers' main strength. So, yeah, maybe... and the Chargers' defense isn't any good, so that's true. So, yeah, all right, I mean, I so I, Jets, I beat you twelve to five here, Akiva. Yeah. You beat well, you didn't do it in week one, but you beat me in weeks two and three. Yeah, and now it's six straight weeks I've beaten you. So you gotta you gotta turn things around next week. You gotta study. Okay. Before. And then just to answer last thing to answer your question. So the Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, and Seahawks and Niners are pretty much playoff locks in the NFC barring some catastrophic injuries. And I would have put the Vikings as a strong yes, uh, but obviously now they're at best. Uh, okay, you know, so probably. we have we have a winner of the NFC South, whoever that is. I would assume New Orleans, but whoever that is, right? So uh, yeah, is- Atlanta, New Orleans, uh, okay. Tampa. Are so, so, so the wild cards are the Cowboys or Eagles, right? And as yeah. you said, Seattle or San Francisco. So Correct. who's the third wild card? Because it's not the Vikings. Any- I mean, it could be the Vikings. I mean, who, who are our, our I think because it's- of the schedule, I think it will be two teams from the South. Okay. So because it, Washington and the Giants, definitely not. Uh, Bears, Packers, definitely not. If you not. said who's the seventh best team, I can't answer that it's the Vikings now because we just don't know if they have an yeah. NFL-level quarterback. But yeah. maybe with Mullins, um, you still might be the seventh best team. Again, that doesn't really mean anything. Like, I, it, it's still season-ruining, even if you get in, because... Yeah, the seventh seed with Mullins, with Nick Mullins going course. to yeah. Philadelphia Week One or to Seattle or San Francisco. Yeah. Um, the but, Ram- but but I do I do think though, yeah, the, the the last wild card it's between the Rams, the Nick Mullins Vikings, and then the non division winner in the NFC South. Yeah, now, none the, of, yeah, the, the, Washington the, 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 is Falcons, Rams, Bucks, Vikings. Like nobody wants to see any of those teams in the playoffs. No, now Washington sort of maybe has the highest upside of any of those teams. No, they don't. Even they, they said themselves that they were. They put thirty one up on Philly twice. On... No, they are for sure a seller. They put yeah, thirty one but... up on Philly twice. That's that is something, you know. Sam Howell's the biggest Jekyll and Hyde quarterback in the NFL. No, he is very Jekyll. He's like the new Bortles, I think. Sam Howell. But there's a good chance they go to well, four and five this week against the Patriots. Uh, their schedule is pretty bad, but they catch teams at interesting times, like the Dallas, Dallas, and the and Niners at the end of the year. But they All still right. have they can, we, twice in Miami. can we can we look at his game log for a second? OK, yeah. So this week he has 400 yards and four touchdowns against the Eagles. OK, yeah. Last week, uh, 249 yards against the Giants. No touchdowns, interception under six yards per uh, per pass. 50 percent mm-hmm. completion percentage. Oh, this week, by the way, 75 yeah. percent. So basically the, in week eight, he looked like a like a superstar in week seven. He looked unplayable. he's never had a QBR between 30 and 70, basically. Yeah, he's exactly. Terrible yeah. He's all. Yeah. Um. So just yeah. Then. um. He had then uh, he was terrible. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. He was he was average, I guess. Well, it was a 40 to 20 blow loss to the Bears. So I guess you can't call that an average performance when you're losing 40 to 20 to the Bears. Um, yeah, then he played the Bills. He had four interceptions um, in the 37 to three blowout. 
He's just all over the place. Then he lit up the Broncos, as you said, in a two-point win on the road, 70% completion percentage, 300 yards, two touchdowns. So, yeah, this Sam Howell is never average. He's always incredibly bad or incredibly good. Um, I don't see six more incredibly goods or seven more incredibly goods, which he needs to make the playoffs. So, yeah, I don't see Washington doing it. Um, I would take Nick Mall. I would take Jaron Hall against Washington. <laughs> so maybe Taylor Heineke can come back in. All right. So are we done, Akiva? Uh, we're done. We we got to talk uh, offline about what our second episode is this week. Mm-hmm. I hope Mike Bloom is enjoying. Uh, I won't say what team if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, but we picked a NBA team with Mike Bloom recently. Uh, we'll be back later in this week with a patron episode. Yep. All right. Bye. Okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.